Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1147, air date December 10th, 2022. You know, I've been talking about these uh, fraudulent elections now for years, and we've got someone who's coming on who's really experienced it as a candidate. He's going to be a candidate again, and he's still facing uh, these issues. But he's got all kinds of hats that he wears. He's an MIT PhD, system scientist, inventor, and entrepreneur, the inventor of email. And he was a candidate two years ago facing uh, this uh, domestic censorship uh, infrastructure. And he was censored then. Now he's censored again as a 2024 candidate. Uh, my pleasure to welcome Dr. Shiva Ayadore here. Hey, doctor. Good day to you. Good to have you, Jeff. How are you? You're good to be here. Yes, uh, we're glad to have you, sir. And uh, congratulations on all your success. And uh, thank you for... Uh, running for office, offering yourself for public service. And can you explain to our viewers what you encountered as a candidate two years ago? Yes. So in 2020, Jeff, you know, we ran in the Republican primary uh, for U.S. Senate. And, you know, in Massachusetts, it's essentially uniparty. And you would have thought that the uh, Republicans here would have embraced our candidacy instead. They ran uh, a guy against us who had no support, wasn't even anywhere to be found. Just to give you the extent of the very quick background, we had close to 3,000 volunteers on the ground, 25,000 lawn signs, 10,000 bumper stickers, you, $2 million we raised in a primary, all $1, $5 donations, and we were everywhere. On September 2020, on the night of the primary, the word on the street was Dr. Shiva was going to win on a landslide by all accord. And when the results right. come in, we win in only one of the counties which is all hand-counted paper ballots by 10 points, and every other county was 60, 40, 60, 40, 60, 40, Jeff. So that was quite shocking. Uh, I never thought fraud took place in this country. So that led me to put on my hat as an MIT PhD engineer scientist to understand these election systems. And what that revealed was that they, um, these election systems, particularly on the uh, machines, a ballot image is generated, a picture is taken, and then the AI counts the vote. So we went to the Secretary of State's office and we said, hey, we want the ballot images. By law, by law called 52 U.S.C. 20701, they're supposed to preserve those images where they are gloating to us that they deleted them. Now, huh. at that time, I had close to 400,000 people on Twitter, which is the primary vehicle for politics, and we raised all of our money and when we expose these email interactions I have with the Secretary of State where they're gloating they deleted these images, I get turned off Twitter. We went into federal court, and by the way, none of the mainstream media covered this. This is what's really unfortunate. Right. This was a U.S. Senate candidate, and we find out in federal court that in cross-examination, I had to represent myself. No lawyer had the courage to take the government on. <laughs> and so we took on the Secretary of State, and me and the judge are cross-examining the social media director this is in October 30th, 2020, in a morning hearing, and we find out that the government contacted Twitter to deplatform me and silence me with those tweets because I was exposing their malfeasance. Let me wow. repeat that again. The government contacted wow. Twitter, and how did they do it? So it went from that shocking story to discover that the Secretary of State's office in the government, and all governments have a special backdoor to Twitter, a portal. And right. that portal gives them VIP access, and they use that portal to deplatform a U.S. Senate candidate. And remember, the highest form of protection of the First Amendment is political speech. And not right. only did they contact, but they also used the National Association of State Election Directors to also contact Twitter. 
So I had no chance because the government is telling Twitter to do. And we have to remember that Twitter is beholden to the government because their valuation as a platform per, pursuant right. to Section 230 is dependent on the government, you know, supporting them. So we so, get taken off. So you you expose this and uh, it got sort of lost in the whole 2020 election news that the media didn't cover it, obviously. Well, and I think now we see fast forward two years later, Elon Musk taking over Twitter, uh, all these files being released about what they did to Donald Trump. I noticed that your Twitter account has not been restored. What do you make of what Elon Musk is doing, doctor? Elon Musk is frankly a fraud in the way he's taking on free speech. And I'll explain why. First of all, we exposed all of this in October 30, 2022, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson not only did not cover it, but in our view, he concealed it. Because you have to understand, we discovered a complete censorship a network right. that we submitted in court. And if you look on that diagram, Pierre Omidyar, who is a founder of The Intercept, funded that censorship network. So did the Murdochs from Fox News. All right. Mm. So two years later, if you saw about four weeks ago, The Intercept does this profound so-called investigative release saying, oh, my God, we found this backroom portal. There's a total plagiarism of our lawsuit, but leaving out the bigger piece that Pierre Omidyar, right. as the owner of The Intercept, is involved. Now you have Sean Hannity talking about this. And where is he leaving out the fact that the Murdochs also funded it? And I believe this is in intelligence terms called the limited hangout, where they're giving a little piece to the public but suppressing the larger network. Now let's go to Elon Musk. Elon Musk in a Twitter Spaces interview was asked by Redacted's Clayton Morris, hey, uh, Elon, you are aware of this lawsuit. Dr. Shiva discovered this portal. Is it still active? He purposely doesn't answer the question. He says, ooh, that sounds like Big Brother. Let me dig into it. And we have been hitting hard Elon Musk saying, look, on day one, if you're so committed right. to Speech, you should be removing that government portal. He still has not done that. What he is doing is he's getting a lot of conservatives excited that he's doing something, but it's frankly nothing burgers that he's releasing as long as that portal is alive. So I'm very disappointed with him. And ultimately, you know, right. Elon Musk doesn't take ads for Tesla, but his advertising is Twitter. And he's surely getting a lot of Republicans into Tesla's. And you so have you to think uh, you think, doctor, a lot of this is false hope. You think he's giving us some crumbs while the real corruption is Big not time. being exposed, and Big you're time. still off of the platform. I know a lot of other uh, fine people have not been restored either, and you're running again, correct, doctor? I'm. I'm. We're running against this time against Elizabeth Warren. When we were deplatformed, we were running against her. Now. Uh, I had hoped that Elon Musk would do something significant, but the bottom line is he's, he's doing a P.T. Barnum show to get conservatives thinking that he's fighting for free speech. It's been 45 right. days, and he has not removed that platform. In fact, he's rationalizing and making amends for Jack Dorsey, who was behind this. So you got to understand, these guys are part of the Silicon Valley mafia, and their goal is to boost up the value of Tesla, which, by the way, was highly unprofitable, which only became profitable when he sold carbon credits. And he made it profitable. And it's a unfortunate situation because Elon Musk is a P.T. Barnum of our time. His goal mm -hmm. is to use Twitter as an ad platform. And in fact, a, a report just came out a couple of weeks ago saying, can you believe this? Republicans are driving more Teslas or have more trust in Teslas than Democrats <laughs> because of his anti-Biden so, record. 
So, doctor, uh, you're now going to be a candidate against uh, Elizabeth Warren, and and good luck to you there. She's a disaster. How are you going to fight all of this, uh, the corruption within the election system, the corruption within social media, all the same things that plagued you in 2020? How are you going to overcome that in your next election? It's a great, great question. Listen, you have to understand we are building a movement, a global movement for truth, freedom, health. People can go find it on truthfreedomhealth.com. The, you know, the elites and those in power establishment, Republican Democrats, are very powerful. What history shows is the only way that you can defeat the establishment is building a bottoms up movement. And to build such a movement, you have to provide people the right knowledge on how to think. We do that at truthfreedomhealth.com. We provide people essentially a systems approach to looking at the world. We've built an amazing community. And then we give people actually tasks to do on the ground. So the only way to win is to ignore the establishment's ground rules, which is always to participate on their battlefield. But we're going to go direct on the ground. And if you can look at what we did over the last two years, you know, it was our movement that first exposed the pandemic nonsense. It was our movement that exposed the fundamental issues with election systems. And it was our movement that way ahead exposed the government big tech sensor infrastructure that Elon Musk still keeps alive. So our movement has explosively grown because people are, are done with the Democrats. They're done with the Republicans, not the Republican yeah. people, but the Republican Party and the Democrat well, Party. And, and- We've seen, doctor, you know, there's this uniparty and uh, it is really allied against the people. And as you say, we need something that's going to be from the bottom up. And I want to encourage people to go to uh, truthfreedomhealth.com. So in our final minute or so here, uh, this uh, movement, are you optimistic? I mean, do you think we can overcome these elites that have been feeding us lies and, and really trying to take away our freedom over these past few decades? Actually, this has been going on for a long time. It's been going on since 1950, if you look at it. And for the last 70 years, what the elites want to do, Jeff, is they want to completely forget people, particularly the American working class in the United States, the memory of what took place in the late 1800s and the 1900s, not only in this country, throughout the world, when people actually built these organic movements. If you go back to the 1920s, you'll find out it was those bottoms-up movements of the American workers which scared the hell out of the elites, people like Franklin Delano Roosevelt, that they had to throw big reforms to quiet those movements down. Starting in the 50s, with the work of McCarthy who attacked from the right and the union leaders who attacked from the top, they basically destroyed these workers' movements by the 1970s. So if you said you wanted to build a bottoms-up movement, they called you a communist. And then they had the Democrats run these unions. So our goal is for people to, first of all, remember that you can have massive victories when we don't look above, you know, top-down, but we look to our neighbors and we build these bottoms-up movements. And that's the only way... And that's what we're doing, that well, very central principle of by the working people for the working people. Uh, Dr. Shiva, I want to thank you for being with us. I want to wish you the very best of luck. And hopefully thank we you. can visit again soon to get an update from you. Uh, you're involved in uh, incredibly important work. And uh, Godspeed to you, sir. Thank you very thank much. Thank you very much. God bless you. Be well.